0: Rick Rule. Rick Rule is a favorite of the Real Vision community. If you'd like to meet Rick and get a masterclass from the master himself, you'll want to head to the Rick Rule Symposium on Natural Resource Investing in Florida, July 23 to 27. You'll get access to industry insiders, elite bullion dealers, gold council members, and uranium pros. Just head over to realvision.com Rick for tickets. That's realvision.com Rick. So welcome, everybody. Um, I think you're familiar with this format. This is the I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. This is the summer edition. Today, I have a nice glass of pink carver from Spain, which is one of my favorite drinks. I'm a big champagne carver fan. I don't like Prosecco. It's filthy shit. Um, so cheers to you. Um, and because I'm European and civilized, unlike most of you, you can't drink without a snack. And today I have some home toasted almonds. These are almonds from Valencia, coated with uh, Himalayan sea salt and a little drizzle of Italian olive oil from a friend of mine's um, olive oil farm in not Tuscany, somewhere nearby. Um, So anyway, lots to get through. It's going to be the usual clusterfuck of me not knowing anything that I'm doing because I'm on my own here. Apparently Brian, the producer, is going to try and produce charts, but I'm in charge of everything here. and. Generally, I'm chaotic and I don't know what I'm doing, and I do have elements of ADD or more than elements of ADD. So we'll try the best I can. I will swear. So just to warn you, because I have a tendency to swear, I, swear I don't have children, so I can do what the fuck I want. Anyway, so let's get on with the clusterfuck. I'm going to firstly give you the macro framework, then the crypto framework, because I know a lot of you are interested in that. And then we'll talk about some NFTs and other stuff. Uh, and then we'll dig into stuff, tons of questions. So. How this is going to work is you are, we're going to do this free. So this is Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube uh, for the first half hour. Then if you want to come across and watch the rest of it, because it's an hour long, it's a special, Um, this is a takeover, that I have to, to take it over the Real Vision daily briefing because I can, because I'm the CEO. Um, so that will then go onto the Real Vision platform. The questions I'll answer will be on the Real Vision platform, um, not elsewhere. If you're not a member, It's ridiculous. We'll come on to that in a bit, but it's a dollar. Just go and sign up, get the trial, and uh, you can ask all the questions you want and then gorge on all the content behind the paywall. Uh, It's an extraordinary amount of stuff there on Real Vision. There's some special stuff I'm going to talk about later. Macro. Okay, where are we? This is the most hated rally I've ever seen, and I've seen some hated rallies. 2009 was another classic. It is my view that last year when the NASDAQ S&P, the bond market, commodities, everything collapsed. That was the pricing in of the recession by those. And I do enormous amounts of work. We probably have one and a half thousand charts, plus a macro model, plus a bunch of stuff with Global Macro Investor, where we look into this. We saw from our forward-looking indicators what was going to happen. Um, And we also then have been expecting the lagged effects of the economy to come through. We also noted that markets were somewhat forward-looking and that they would start rallying once liquidity started coming in, which is part of the everything code. We'll go a little bit through the everything code. Um, And so that has exactly been playing out. We were buyers of Ethereum back in June, thinking that the global liquidity cycle the bottom, and ETH was the leader of the entire cycle. That bottom in June, did not bottom again in October. While everything else bottomed in October, I remember putting out some tweets for people talking about it's usually the bear killer month. Um, You usually get a bear market and it usually dies in October. And that's what happened as liquidity came into the market. So that got me very constructive and bullish first on crypto because that's my chosen asset allocation. We'll come onto that later because I think it's the fastest horse in the race. The race is all about debasement, which is the everything code. It's not about liquidity that a lot of people talk about on Twitter. Um, I'm less interested in that. I'm interested in, in the debasement of global currency by the world's central banks. Liquidity is a factor, obviously, within all of this, and that comes up and down with the business cycle. Um, but, and we'll come on to the debasement cycle later. Um, so, by January, February, I, I've been buying everything from NASDAQ to Microsoft to Tesla to Um, Coinbase to KR1 in the UK to a whole bunch of these semiconductors over time, just buying all of these things on my thesis that the exponential age in technology. So I bought crypto first, then technology. Crypto is by far the biggest bet. Technology was going to be the the second fastest horse. Now, what's proven out so far this year, I can blow my own trumpet for a little bit for once because I get so much abuse anyway, (coughs) is um, so if I look at um, Solana, which is one of my bets, is up 170% this year. Bitcoin's up 81%. ETH's up 60%. Meanwhile, over in the exponential age and equity land, that's up 73% this year. Um, and uh, NASDAQ's up 45%. And we said that you know the other horses to back weren't back worth backing. S&P's up 18%. So the NASDAQ's done 2.5x, what the S&P's done. So the thesis seems to be playing out. Um, and... I think that continues into 2026. So I still see a lot of people expecting the second bare leg lower. I don't think that's coming. Uh, Of course, we'll get corrections. We'll probably get a scare along the way too, where everybody thinks the world's going to end. But I don't see anything but an ongoing forward-looking liquidity cycle and business cycle. The business cycle to me is bottoming um, in the next month or two, um, and that will start moving higher. But that phase of the business cycle is the sweet, sweet magic. When the economy starts recovering, asset prices start booming, and inflation, which is lagging, continues lower. The Fed, I think, are purposely raising rates late into the cycle because they want inflation as low as possible so they can cut rates as low as possible when it comes to the debt refi cycle. You've all heard me talk about this um, around. um, And if you don't, go and look at the stuff of the Everything Code on YouTube or on the platform where it's in much more detail. But the debt refi cycle comes towards the back end of this year, 2024, 2025. So I think we'll see monetary printing, a cutting of rates coming over that period of time. Um, The monetary printing will be brought forward if the banking crisis comes back again. My view is there's a potential that um, later this month, uh, we start to see some cracks appearing there again, and that narrative comes back. Maybe it doesn't. We'll wait and see. It's not my core thesis. But it's something that I'm observing that would bring back the money printer goes burr or more cowbell, as I say, uh, a bit faster. So we expect that to happen. The liquidity cycle, our global macro investor weekly liquidity cycle index. Again, I've written about on Twitter. I've written in the free uh, GMI newsletter. If you haven't signed up to that, Uh, find it on Twitter under my tweets. Comes out every Sunday. Really important research or obviously anybody on the platform. You get it in um, Real Vision Pro Macro in much more depth and much more deeper conversations myself or in GMI if you're feeling fancy and flush with cash because it's very expensive. So the forward-looking indicators suggesting all of this goes up from here onwards. Uh, my view is that um, we will see, as I said, rate cuts to come. The Fed are purposely late because they need to get all inflation expectations crushed. The one-year break-evens already, so that's the expectation of inflation one year in advance, already about 1.3%. So it's come right down. The true inflation gauge of current inflation is about 2.1% this morning. I think we break through 2% uh, in the coming month and on our way to zero. So I think inflation is, forward-looking inflation is zero. PPI is zero. PPI across Europe is negative. Um, PPI in China is negative. PPI leads CPI. CPI is going to head lower. And of all of you going, yeah, but what about wages and what about rents and core sticky? It's always lagged. It is every single time lag. It's purposely lagged, just the definition of how these things work. So we are seeing already forward-looking indicators of rents coming down. Um, The core CPI is mainly driven uh, by that. That's what the services inflation is. Uh, Wages are already deflating, starting to come lower. And we will see ongoing uh, deflation from that. Uh, Core CPI, wherever it settles down at, will be amenable to rates being back what they need to be, which is at or below trend rate of GDP growth. Again, part of the everything code, which I think trend rate of GDP growth in the United States is 1.75%. So it's kind of all to play for here. Early cycle, this is the spring, the macro spring. We call it the GMI spring, that quadrant where growth stocks take off, all the growthy stuff happens, inflation is falling. Unemployment's falling and growth is basing and starting to pick up. We will see that the forward-looking indicators, even the, ISM, the simple stuff like the ISM um, um, new orders index, those kind of things, inventories and new orders are starting to pick up. It's all over the place. Um, and look, the Fed know it. They're not stupid. They know that the cycle turned a long time ago. They know the forward-looking indicators, where they are. They know inflation lags. But as I said, really for them, is to undershoot inflation. That's my, my, now my core view is they want to undershoot because it gives them the excuse to fire the bullets that they want to fire. Unemployment will ri- rise. It won't rise as much as other cycles because structurally there are just less people in the labor force. Um, and so there's so many retirees. When you look at aggregate total economy, um, it's a very different picture. So I think infl- um, unemployment rises percent, percent and a half, um, and um, inflation continues low. That's a very supportive backdrop, more cowbell, more printing to cover the interest payments on the the debts that they're rolling forward, according to the everything code cycle. So I remain incredibly constructive, really constructive tech. We've also got the narrative of exponential age, which is an astonishingly powerful narrative around all of these, the adoption of all of these technologies all at the same time. Uh, everything from AI to cryptocurrency to robotics to self-driving cars, which is AI and robotics added together, Internet of Things, which is basically robotics and AI again. You know, you can see how these all interlink, right? Um, genetic sciences, which is which is AI and big data, uh, big data itself, green energy—all of this stuff is all going exponential at the same time, and is not going to stop. Uh, for the rest of our lifetimes. So get used to a pace of change of which we can't understand. But also, it also means that it will drive asset prices significantly. We will have booms and busts. Uh, By the rate of change of the NASDAQ, I mean, I think the NASDAQ goes a lot higher. The Everything Code gives forecasts out to 26, which I will not give out publicly. Um, It goes a lot higher. Will we end up in a in a bubble, potentially depends how big the narrative builds, how big the meme builds around AI and exponential-age technologies. So, lots to play for. Early days. That wraps into crypto. Crypto is my chosen horse. It out outperforms everything in this type of cycle. Like technology, it's driven by debasement of the central banks of the fiat currency market, particularly the world's uh, reserve currency of the dollar, but all of them together really. And in addition, it's driven by the secular trend. The adoption trend of crypto is huge. It's now 425 million wallets. It keeps going up every single year. Even last year in a bear market, it grew 40%. Um, so, and in the next coming years, we will probably get that number up to a billion pretty fast. So, we've got a huge change to come. Um, the ongoing adoption, we've got central bank digital currencies to come. Um, we have, which is whether you like it or not, still an adoption of blockchain technologies. We also have you know, payments rails and all of that kind of thing going on. Plus people are looking at tokenizing asset prices like bonds and stuff like that. So the financial world is moving onto blockchain, which is a core thesis of mine. In addition to that, um, we have now the on-ramps for the average punter, which is the ETF. That I think where the ARC gets the first one across on August 13th, 18th, whatever it is, uh, that will open the floodgates. I think prices will be rising into that anyway. My forecast forwards are, a much higher prices. Anyway, again, I'm not going to give a forecast because all of you dicks on Twitter try and then fight me over and say, see, see, three years later, you got that wrong by whatever. It's it's such a waste of time. And I'm sorry that I can't help you more because you don't deserve it. Well, many of you do, but just some of you, those trolls on Twitter, you don't. Um, and I'm a bit burned by that. So um, I, I do expect higher prices. And I think that um, the Bitcoin ETF starts driving that narrative. Um, And we're seeing the regulatory landscape change. The UK is stepping forward as well. So the globalized regulation. So I'm incredibly immensely bullish. The business cycle leans into this. The Bitcoin halving cycle to me is actually just the business cycle um, and the debt refi cycle. Doesn't matter. You can still have, I don't say it's not valid. It's just happened to be the same timing. So whether they both exist independently of each other or they're both the same thing. It's it's irrelevant for the story, but I think it's actually the big macro cycle, the debt refi cycle coming from that. So shit tons of play for there. Um, I'm very excited about the space. Um, I Don't don't shill me all your small tokens. I have no idea. I don't look at any of that stuff really. Um, I have an asset management business, exponential age asset management that invested digital asset hedge funds. It's a fund of funds. Uh, their job as hedge funds is to figure that stuff out. I'm not smart enough to figure out what small tokens. So you can chill me all day. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, I've been pretty public in the three tokens that I like, um, and I remain just chilling. Um, I, you know, I don't store anything on exchange. I don't, I don't do yield, even though I think yield is a great opportunity for those who want to take that risk. But it's not for me. And so we just continue to wait for this to evolve and average in when I can, when I've got some cash. Uh, NFT space has been really interesting as well. It's been in a ridiculous bear market um, and has been taking the pain. Um, NFTs are just a lag domino of the business cycle of the ETH economy. Uh, they're the asset side. Remember, rents were the, the the last shoe to fall in the business cycle of, um, of um, the regular economy. Well, NFTs are the assets um, where nobody's got any gains to recycle um, and prices haven't been rising then what we tend to do is we can, uh, we will see people liquidate for cash um, and then there's no buyers around. As soon as people start making money again, they're like, look at me and my punk, um, which is probably behind me somewhere. Um, and um, they want to start showing off. They want to start getting invested in stuff. They want to start taking more speculative bets. So that cycle returns. We've seen a bifurcation. Remember, ETH bottom first before uh, Bitcoin. ETH bottom first. Um, and... Um, and what we've seen is um, the high-end art market in crypto bottoming first, um, and then we will start to see, But I think, probably punks bottomed, stuff like that, and we'll bottom and a bunch of these things will go to zero, and some will come through. I'll talk maybe on the other side of the show about what kind of NFT projects I think are going to last through to the other side, not the specific ones, but what type of projects interest me. Okay, that was a huge data dump on you. Um, I'm sorry, I will answer questions um, on the Real Vision platform. Just some more stuff to go through. Talking of Real Vision, first, I'm just going to reward myself for getting through 20 minutes of a monologue soliloquy at record speed, giving you the entire macro view. So cheers. And uh, a couple of almonds wash it down. Okay, so. There's a shit ton going on at Real Vision right now. Um, talking of NFTs, we we um, have a free mint. We thought well, let's have some fun with the community. We're changing Real Vision into a new platform, and I'll show you that in a sec. So we thought, you know what? Let's mint some of the classic old branding of NFTs and make a limited edition mint, not to make any money from it, just to have some fun. First one was Milton, our ventriloquist dummy, who was the fifth founder of of Real Vision, and there's a whole story about that, and you'll you'll find it on the Real Vision platform. So um, Milton behind um, an open V for Real Vision was the first ever logo we ever had for the company. Um, we minted that out. that we, um, we said, hey, listen guys, we've got free mint. It sold out in 35 minutes because people didn't know what we are up to. Then today we had a classic one of a London punk doing this with the shape of the V with, we know fuck about fuck, which is one of the ethos of Real Vision is nobody, you can't be a no at all. You don't know what you're doing. The world changes um, and that open mindset uh, the thousand of those sold out in, I think it was 13 minutes today. There's more coming each week. So if you're an NFT person, keep your eye on the Real Vision Collective Twitter feed, uh, my Twitter feed, or the Real Vision Bots Twitter feed, uh, and you'll see what's coming from that. But Real Vision itself is going on, undergoing why we're we're kind of auctioning off the old um, vintage Real Vision branding and logos and stuff like that is because Real Vision is evolving into a platform. So we pioneered the long-form financial industry, uh, financial content industry didn't exist before Real Vision, literally didn't exist. I know now there's millions of podcasts, blah, 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 did not exist. So we're the first people ever to do it. Uh, We pioneered all of that. We pioneered the best guests in the world. Most of the guests you ever see on any podcast were brought out by us. We've luckily in that journey changed millions of people's lives, literally millions. I found out that our YouTube content has been viewed 110 million times so far. Um, it's 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 extraordinary that uh, people write to us every day saying, thank you for changing our lives. Uh, we didn't ch- change your lives. We just helped you and uh, you change your own lives. So you're the ones you should thank. Um, but we started thinking, where do we want to go with this? We want to create a single place for people to live their financial lives and save them time. There's information everywhere. We're on 10 different websites trying to get everything together. So we've launched. Well, we're launching. We're still designing the new platform. Um, it'll come later this summer. Uh, we're working flat out to get these designs into the actual um onto the actual new platform itself. Uh we've spent a whole year building out incredible tech stack with a team of engineers um, under our CTO Canal Sharp. Amazing stuff. Um and Andy Bat, who's led the d- products and design team, done an amazing job. So quick peek at the platform because most of you haven't seen it yet. Um so Brian, if you could stick that up. So the platform here, this is the first part of the platform, and I can't go through it. We don't have enough time. We've got a big town hall on Real Vision. But basically, this is what's called the control center. This gives you your instant snapshot of everything you need to watch, what videos you've missed, what the most important ones are um, curated by our audience, a little box in the right that tells you every single bit of information you need to know, quick chart, and then this amazing community tools to help you navigate the community, which hopefully Brian can show you a little bit of, and then... Keep track of your charting stuff. Brian, there's a chart around of the community with the map of the world. Sorry. Brian's a bit slow. You know, I can't help it. Where's his baseball cap backwards? That kind of thing. So, you know, there he is. So, well, that's part of it. But um, you can see we've got this globe that spins and you can find any Real Vision member anywhere in the world. There's a short bio should you choose to give it. If you want to docs yourself, then the community can network with each other, create group chats and all sorts of amazing stuff. We've got AI built in uh, that's going to basically summarize any content for you, allow you to take notes, create a note for you quickly, store it in your note center. We've got um, transcripts for everything, audio files for everything. We've got um, embedded charting, economic data, all of that stuff. We're bringing in portfolio management, um, and risk management tools for the more premium tiers embedded with Web3 technologies as well. That's the other thing we're working on to make sure we've got token-gated content and community um, uh, community stuff and you know, embed our, our um, on-chain trading leagues and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's an extraordinary platform. Nothing exists like it. Um, even Brian, can you go to the player page, just the regular Real Vision experience? So that's called the Knowledge Center. So the Knowledge Center here is now very different to how you know it from Real Vision. Not only do you watch the video, you can move that window around. It gives you the chat, which now finally actually notifies you when somebody responds. But more importantly, it gives you a real-time transcript that scrolls as you go, or you can stop it. There, you can interact with the transcript with the AI, and the AI will summarize it for you, give you bullet points, give me the five bullet points. It'll do all sorts of stuff for you, to help you in your journey, and also recommend more content um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we've got two different levels of AI, and we're working on a large language model um, to scrape all the transcripts from Real Vision, uh, 7,000 hours of history, and then just deliver the knowledge back to the community. We want the Real Vision network to be the most powerful, knowledgeable community. We want to augment everybody. So that's the journey we're on. Um, I'm going to start trying to answer questions, but. I know we're going to have to flip over platforms shortly. So l- listen, if you are watching this and you have to sign up to and just fucking do it. It's a dollar. Surely you can afford a dollar if you think this is interesting. Or, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't really understand then why you tune into Real Vision on YouTube all the time when you're missing all the great stuff that's not here, particularly this platform, because this ain't going to be on, Re- on YouTube, guys. This is on the other world. Also, if you sign up now for Real Vision, prices are actually going up. Um, and so... If you get into a trial, you'll get in at the low rate, which you can lock in. Because um, if that platform appeals to you, you should lock in your bloody rate as fast as possible. So just go through realvision.com, take the one dollar trial, and 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 and, uh, and sign up honestly. And if you're just a you know a freebie YouTube user or whatever, or even a Twitter, just give it a follow or a like. Just be nice to us. I'm I'm, I'm trying hard here to keep you entertained. That's delicious. I just tell you, you've got to get into carver. I know everybody's kind of a rose person right now, but carver, just the crispness of it is epic. And the other thing about carver and all method champagnes is they can only have 12% alcohol, well, between 11 and 12% alcohol. So you know what you're getting every time. They can't fake it by sweetening it to adding different things, glycerine, whatever it is, the shit they put in wine to make it taste big and bold. It's always clean it's always made the same way. You can't fuck it up. Um, and so it really is my go-to um, enjoyment drink because it is thoroughly enjoying. Right. I'm going to ask one question because we're going to have to switch platforms. Everything's gone so fast. I told you it's chaos. It's a total clusterfuck. Well. Um, from Nicholas Siberson on the Realvision platform. Hey, Ral, can you please explain your view on the euro dollar for the next 18 months? Yes, I can. I am structurally bullish the dollar. It is in a secular bull market. It is driven by the global debt dynamics and everybody is in debt in dollars. And every time the economy weakens, what you find is everyone runs out of dollars and you get a dollar squeeze. It's driven as part of the everything code as well, uh, but it also lags the cycle. So the dollar should continue to underperform for at least the next year. So my view that the euro will go higher um, over the next year, which is contrary to everybody's opinion, because everyone's screaming with narratives. Don't use today's narratives to trade future prices. I cannot be clearer about this in macro. This is a standard It says the same thing. Today's news is not tradable unless it's a nuclear bomb. But if it's economic news oh, look at inflation. It's still high. No shit, Sherlock. We know that. You have to trade where it's going to be in nine months' time, six months' time, a year's time. That's the real game of macro, that when you've got a longer-term time horizon. Obviously, those of you who are traders who have short-term time horizon, that doesn't apply. But really, that's the main thing. So you say yourself, really simply is, why do you think the markets have gone up? Because the markets collectively ask themselves, where are interest rates going to be in six months' time? Lower. Is the probability liquidity will come back in six months' time? Yes. Where will inflation be in six months' time? Lower. Where will um, unemployment be in six months' time? Higher. Okay, that's the setup for a beautiful bull market. Anyway, talking of bull markets, come and join us on Real Vision. That's the home of the bull market. That's where we're all happy, popping champagne all day, and you're all miserable shouting at each other on Twitter and YouTube, and pretending you're nice on LinkedIn, even though you're not really. Um, And obviously, if you've got any questions, Otherwise, I, I try and follow up with the social media. I try and answer people. People who are nice. If you're not, you'll just get blocked. I don't have time. Um, I, you know, LinkedIn. I'm there for serious conversations as well. I'm happy to engage if I've got time. I'll do the best that I can. But I'll see you over on Realvision. Realvision.com. Just go to that. Sign up for the one dollar trial and uh, come and join us over there. It's a much nicer world than over here. All right. See you guys. Rick Rule is a favorite in the Real Vision community. If you'd like to meet up with Rick and get a master class from the master himself, you'll want to head to the Rick Rule Symposium on Natural Resource Investing in Florida, July 23rd to the 27th. You'll get access to industry insiders, elite bullion dealers, gold council members, and uranium pros. Just head over to realvision.com forward slash Rick.